Good morning. And uh, I just want to thank God for the opportunity to come and, uh, and bring a part of our story this morning. Um, um, anytime you're dealing with stories where people are not very pleasant or very kind, it's, it's because they've been taught a certain way that, and they believe those certain ways to be able to act a certain way against other people that's not like them. <laughs> and what we're going to do today is kind of think about that, about how you think of things and why you think of things and how can you change those things that will be able to give glory to God in your existence right here on the earth. So we just thank God for that. And Father, I just thank you for the opportunity. I thank you for our pastors in this church who have embraced us with nothing but love and kindness. And we just thank you for what you're doing. And we thank you for how you're going to do it in Jesus' name. Amen. First, I'm going to ask a question here. And um, I'm going to ask you to think about this as the ministry is going forth. Because I'm not going to be up here too long because, see, freedom is a thing that everybody wants to have. And I want to be free to be able to speak a whole long time. <laughs> but I can't do it. <laughs> but I'm going to ask this question. What are some of the things that our enemy, the devil, would try to steal from us through a wrong way of thinking? What has he lied to you about to, or tried to steal from you the promises God made? Think about that. What has he told you that was against what God's word said? And if you receive this today, nobody will go out of here without being free. If you receive it, you will be free. I don't care what it is, cancer, sickness, diabetes, broke up stuff. <laughs> but if you receive God's love today, you will be able to leave out of here perfectly well. I prayed about it last night, so I know it's true. <laughs> First of all, I like a tell of experience um, well first of all can, can y'all put that uh, that picture up <laughs> that's the fam <laughs> in my younger days when I had a lot of hair and, a, and stuff and teeth <laughs> Hey, this is how I am, y'all, so, you know, you better just be put on a seatbelt. <laughs> but, yeah, that's my family. Um, and I love them dearly. And we've been through a lot of things together as a family. We've learned a lot of things as a family. And I thank God for my family. <laughs> but we had a situation just, well, it was a couple summers ago where we were in a certain ice cream parlor. And um, we had nine of us. It was nine of us there. We, 
it was grandkids and everybody. They were there, and we was going to get some ice cream. And so we walked into the place. It was a place I used to always go to. We walked into the place, and it was empty seats everywhere. So I looked at those empty seats, and I I said, well, you know, let's get some ice cream. We can sit down here and enjoy ice cream and, and move on later on in our day. And so I went up to the manager at the time. I guess it was the manager. And we were going to buy ice cream and have a seat. He wouldn't let us have ice cream there. Needless to say, I was hot because it was empty seats. It wasn't a crowded building, but we were there. And my family seen a side of me that they never seen. (laughs) I went in there and we waited and waited and they would not seat us. So I said this, I said, we will never eat in this place again. Never. I said it loud too. (laughs) I mean, I let everybody know that was in that place. And my kids, they looked at me and they said, I said, come on, let's go. And the kids said, y'all, we better go. Because <laughs> they never seen that side of me where an injustice has happened. And I responded in that way. But let me say something here. It's because of how people think and the philosophies that they've been taught to be able to treat an individual like that and not even have any remorse for it. Every one of us has philosophies, whether you realize it or not. Philosophy is simple. The basic set of ideas, beliefs, and values that you live by. It's your outlook or the filter through which you view life. Every piece of information that comes to you and every situation that you face are filtered through your philosophy. In a, in a sense, your philosophy predetermines your response to the things happening around you and the results you see in life. Yet many people are unaware of their philosophy. They have never combined their separate beliefs into a single value system through which they view the world and interpret life. Philosophy is the reason identical situations can produce completely different responses and different people. Your philosophy filters every experience you have and every piece of information that comes your way. The apostle Paul emphasizes this truth. He said, look out for anyone who will spoil you through philosophy. Spoil means to carry off the plunder of war or to carry a person off as a captive and slave. In a battle, 
The victor strips the enemy of everything valuable. So Paul was using military terms to say, beware, lest Satan take from you some of the things that God has given you. Colossians 2.8. It says, beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Now, if we look at that in the Amplified, I don't know if you got that. I, I, I don't know if I gave it to you or not, but it says this. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception, pseudo-intellectual babble, according to traditions and musings, musings of mere men following the elementary principle of this world where they have followed the truth. Where they have been following the truth, that teaching, the teaching of Christ. Today's philosophy is lawlessness. You look at our country and you've got lawlessness everywhere. Antifa beating up people. You got things that were not happening that are very violent right now. Back in my day, it wasn't like that. My mom said, you're going to work. You're going to go to work. You're going to get an education. We're, you know, we, we behind you, even though, you know, they had their way of things, thinking, but they did not keep us. And then, then I used to tell the kids, I said, I said, do never, never let this color keep you from being successful. Never let the color of your skin keep you from being successful. We had an incident one time when we were, the kids that came by, came home, and this man had called them out of their name. So I, I gathered all the girls, all the kids, and I said, we're going to his house. I went to his house. They were there. <laughs> knocked on the door and began to have conversation with him about my children. I said, first of all, you do not call my daughters out of their name. You can call the police, the lease, or whatever you want to call. But you are not going to disrespect my daughters like that. And I was, in his, I was in, on his porch. <laughs> I mean, I was on his porch. I didn't know what he had, but I was not going to have them or him disrespecting my daughters. So, you know, it's been a lot of little incidences and things. And I was a Christian, too. Still is. <laughs> but, again, that's because of the philosophy that was perpetrated into his life as he were being raised by his parents or by other individuals that influenced him. Colossians 2.8 says, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy 
and vain deceit, after traditions of men, after the rudiments of this world and not after Christ. Paul was writing to Christians, but they had never ministered to the Colossians directly. Paul warned them to beware in case that they that in case they didn't get the full truth because it would make them susceptible to all the ways Satan tries to steal the benefits of the word of God. His advice is just as applicable today, 2,000 years later. (laughs) The word beware in this verse means to be on guard against, to be weary of. It comes from the Middle English word be and war. Be at war (laughs) in the spiritual sense. Many Christians are not heeding Paul's warning to beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy. Spoil means to carry off the, uh, the plunder of war and to carry a person off as a captive and slave. You know, it's, it's really, really something. I ain't never done this before in my life. <laughs> Read <an> outline. <laughs> but I thank God for him moving me in another direction. <laughs> See, y'all just don't know. This is something else up here for me because everything right now is going through my head. And I want to say something else, but I can't because I got a sick resist. <laughs> I'm just being real. Man, I'll be at Subway or Speedway, and people come in there, and I minister to them. I tell them about the gospel. I tell them about what Christ did for them, that it's too good to be true news, that that God is not mad at you anymore, that he, he loves you to the point where he would do anything for you, whether you're saved or unsaved. I didn't care. I didn't care if you were saved or unsaved. All I know was God loves you. <laughs> and he is able to deal with you in your circumstance. See, what's been happening, and see, I ain't even doing notes right now. I done went all crazy. But, <laughs> but what has happened is we have, um, we, we, we need to make the gospel relevant for today. It's not just forgiveness of your sin. But it's other things that came with that. You're talking about forgiveness of your sin. Yes, that's a great thing. You're talking about the healing of your body. That's another great thing. God said that with his stripes, we were healed. We were healed, meaning that it already happened. He also said that he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. Have blessed us. With all spiritual blessings, meaning that it already happened. So it it behooves me to say this, that we have to know the word of God to the point where Satan would not be able to steal from from you what God has promised. If God, we just took communion. And in the communion, you have a situation where Jesus Shed his blood, his body was broken just for us. But it's something that happened because of it. When his body was broken, it was for our healing. 
Jesus died for that. So we are able to receive that. He died for it. But the devil would say, uh, nah, that ain't true. But he's a liar and the father of it. His whole native tongue is to lie. So we cannot put stock in nothing he says because he's a liar. But if we trust the Lord with all our heart and lean not, lean not to our own understanding, if in all our ways we acknowledge him, he will direct our path in every area of our life. I'm supposed to be done. <laughs> that went so fast. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm going to read this last scripture right here. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 6. It says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. In having, I love this part, in having in a readiness to revolt disobedience. When the devil says that, you, that God don't, we say, yes, he does. Amen. We avenge the, the disobedience that's coming from our enemy who's trying to keep us from what God wants us to have. We avenge that with the power of God's word, and he has to obey it. He don't have anything but words and lies. If he gets you to think the way he wants you to think, you will be just what he wants you to be. But if you put your mind on what Christ has done, renew our mind to God's word, then we'll be able to prove what is the good and acceptable word of God. Look, I'm done. Because I'm so done. I'm <laughs> so, so I'll help you. I know you do. You know, the beauty of talking about the power of God uh, to, to stop what the evil one is doing, that violence begets violence. But when you step in and you stand for justice, you bring truth. You know, there is this dissembling of what the evil one intended. That's exactly right. You cannot fight the devil with the devil. Mm-mm. You can't fight Mm-mm. fire with fire. I love that your parents taught you to work and not be violent. Amen. That while there have been macroaggressions and microaggressions your whole life, the ability to stand up and say, you're not going to speak to my daughters that way. I'm not going to frequent this establishment anymore. Right? I, I love that. You and Condi Rice, you know, that they understand the color green. Amen. And there is this gift that if we say, okay, it really is about the philosophy of the evil one, that people have been trained in philosophy of the evil one. And if then we could be trained in, no, you're not going to speak that way to my daughter. I mean, you probably didn't use your hand. Yeah, you, I wanted to. <laughs> of course you did. Right? But you use the power of the incarnate word of God, which is to defend righteousness. 
and you stood in grace and truth. And the best thing that could ever happen to that guy is open the door to you to say, this is not how you're going to speak to my daughters. Who knows? He may have never had any instruction ever from someone to say, this is not how you speak to people. And I think about, um, you know, we've got, you know, Dr. King was nonviolent, right? Taught in a nonviolent way, but, oh, his words were packing a punch, weren't they? I mean, they gave us a way to see ourselves. So you're teaching us about philosophy and that we have one. And I'm just wondering, the last question up here, even, where do you need freedom? From bad philosophy. That's exactly you know? So if Jesus died for our healing, that means he died for the healing between races. Amen. Died for the race, the, you know, healing between Jew and Gentile, slave and free, male and female. This is what Jesus did for us. So we want to invite you to just stand and... Um, and, and really, uh, I, I want you to pray for us, Jeff, that we would be healed Amen. from a bad philosophy Amen. and that we would stand in the power of God. Father, we thank you for your word and how true it is. We thank you that your word would not go out and come back void, that it would accomplish mm-hmm. what you sent it out to do. God, we thank you that your word has power. That your word has power. That it will break down every stronghold that the enemy would bring. And strongholds are strongholds in the mind. That's what it, when it casts down strongholds, that's in the mind. Rethinking, renewing your mind to what God has given us and what he has said for us. And standing firm in it, even if it's not happening at that time. We thank you, Father. Now, God, in Jesus' name, there are people here that need your healing. And God, I know that you love us. You from said, bad philosophy. From bad philosophy. From ways of thinking that has um, led them down a path that is not prosperous. So God, in Jesus' name, we take authority of that bad philosophy and we speak right now that we will look at God's word. What did God say about it? And trust who he is. So God, we just thank you for everyone here. Thank you. We thank you for what you've done. Thank you for freedom. In this place right now. And we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, and so, you guys, you have one more minute? Sure. Will you stop playing for just a minute and you want to sing what you wanted to sing? Sure. Just stay standing. Yes. Where's my water at? <laughs> Let me get some of this. I'm going to sing it without any accompaniment because I want you to hear what the words are saying. Okay. When you're up against a struggle that shatters all your dreams, when your hopes have been cruelly crushed by Satan's manifested scheme, when you feel the urge within you to submit to earthly fears, don't let the faith you're standing in sink or disappear. Praise the Lord.
For he can work through those who praise him. Praise the Lord. For our God inhabits praise. Praise the Lord. For those chains that seem to bind you. They serve only to remind you that they'll drop powerless behind you when you praise him. Now Satan, he's a liar. And he wants to make us think that we are paupers when he knows himself that we're children of the king. So lift up the mighty shield of faith for the battle must be won. We know that Jesus Christ is risen and the work's already done. Praise the Lord for he can work for those who praise him. Praise the Lord for our God he inhabits our praise. Praise the Lord. For the chains that seem to bind you, they serve only to remind you that they'll drop powerless behind you. When you praise him, when you praise him, when you praise him, when you praise him, when you praise him. So, Father, bless our friends with words that praise you all week long, that any time a philosophy that comes up doesn't agree with you, that you'd bless them with words that praise you and lift up the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, have vibrant freedom this summer, friends. Bless you.